Well, since we're just about in a time code, uh, two, one, hello, and welcome to another episode of Wyverns and Weirdos, D&D podcast set in Fialor. Um, we are in October, um, so we're not far away from our wonderful, uh, rogue sorcerer's, uh, player's birthday. Um, it's my birthday mom yeah um and yeah that's coming up in a couple of weeks uh if you want to wish me an, a particularly happy birthday um my paypal link is always in my twitter bio ah. amy so i can um buy new technology to make your uh <laughs> wyverns and weirdos experience a little less janky than um my current setup <laughs> Uh, so technical difficulties pre-recording. Mm. No such thing. Um, yeah. So plugs as usual. Um, if you want to support the podcast, you can uh, share us. You can give us a like or a review or comment on whatever platform you're. Uh, you primarily consume them on and even go to the other platforms as well you're watching this intro on youtube go go to go to your podcatcher app of choice and and give us a rate and review there as well um because that that really helps us uh get out there um if you want to go the step further and help like help us do this uh a bit more monetarily we have two ways you can do that uh there is the Patreon, where you get early access to episodes, you get uh, homebrew, you get notes, uh, and there is the Redbubble, where you can get merch, which um, there is, yeah, there, as of, like, June, there has been uh, a massive amount of stuff that has gone on there, uh, primarily thanks, uh, from our perspective, at this point, to Zoe, has done marvelous amount of stuff including our uh be gay have daggers i think it's it's called yeah. range yeah the um, be gay have daggers range which is in our collection on redbubble called private pride verns and queerdos uh we also have a collection for all the stuff for curse of strad which hopefully by this point will include some merch I'm very proud of called the Anxiety Twin set, which is about Sevier and Fall, as well as other characters. And there's also going to be a bunch of stuff for the main campaign, which is just in the main campaign collection. Uh, as of today, us recording this, which is the 5th of July, uh, we've just put up all the season three art as well. So there should be more stuff from that as well, like some specific season and three stuff as we go along so yeah um, buy our merch yeah and there is there is an uh a piece of art up there by the wonderful laura as well um and a couple uh, the a couple of different versions of the uh the the main logo that i threw together uh that have been up there since the red bubble launched um so without further ado Let's jump into another episode of Wyverns and Weirdos.
Um, so, where we last left off, um, a great many things happened. Uh, Bertie and Caius had a wonderful date um, in Bertie's magnificent mansion. Uh, additionally, um, there, there was some theatre games being led by Ross to distract everyone while said date ensued. Um, when everyone awoke the next morning, they discovered that they had a visitor in the form of an ancient blue dragon um, who was apparently an apprentice to one of the Dread Magisters, but wanted to get something from their master's hoard and decided to strike a deal with the party in order to get what it wanted in return for teleporting them directly into New Arcadia. Uh, it did so, and the party was able to very quickly make their way to the, uh, the hideout for the local chapter of Diamas Concord. And that's where we left uh, with the party meeting Promise the uh, tiefling leader of the uh, the local chapter. Um, I guess uh, for Ross, like, as soon as we walk in, as soon as she sees Promise, there's almost like a snap to attention kind of moment. She does incline her head a little bit and say, Promise? Rivari, if if what I have heard is true, then you potentially bring a great boon for us. She looks at Sam and then looks around at the rest of the party. Goes, depending on who you ask, I may have brought several. Wonderful. Um, this first thing, um, I wish I didn't have to prioritize this over any other debrief, but um, it is a matter of fortunate timing, I believe, that um, we are about to send an expedition out to try to gain the support of the uh, the Ganassi tribes. And your friend Rook here would be uh, invaluable in making sure that those discussions go over well. Uh, would you be amenable to this Rook? Well, as long as my friends are safe, I do need a help in any way I can. Good. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll have, um, uh, what's, what's the name? I'm trying to find the name. I'll, I'll have Yedel, uh, brief you on, on the mission and, uh, introduce you to the rest of the team. Okay, then. Um, and Rook turns to the rest of you and says, well, 
Best of luck in getting ready for fighting the wizards. Anya, um, she steps forward and she takes Brooke's hand and she just very quietly, um, so only Brooke can hear, she's like, I, I don't know why, uh, you know how we usually all end up picking up Brooke's accent? Um, <laughs> I just went to do an Irish one for Anya. <laughs> because of the rook accent which is just not it um and now i'm having a lot of trouble getting our voice back okay um rook are you sure about this if this is the thing that's going to help me avenge my people and stop the wizards i guess it's what i need to do I ain't no stealth person like you or Newman. I ain't no smooth talker like Ross or Bertie, and... Uh, well, given the choice of the two, I don't think Caius, uh... Caius probably wouldn't be the best with these folks for this kind of mission. It had to be you. I... I guess... I just... And she, um, squeezes Rook's hand again, and she's like, you know I offer to come with you, but I think they you need it here. I need. Yes. Yes. I just hope that I can get back before uh, before the big fight. Wanna smash at least Taven if if no one else. We'll um save some of the fight for you. And she gives Rook's hand um, one last meaningful squeeze and then stands back. And she returns um, the gesture. Yeah. Um, and then a, uh, a, a woman, um, human woman, uh, takes, uh, leads Rook into a, a side room to brief her on the mission. So, uh, promise picks up. Uh, what news is there from your end? Well, where would you like to start, Promise? There's a lot to get through. And for the sake of expediency, I take it you go through yeah. and explain. Ross will do her... I didn't have time to prepare it this week. Ross will do her Newman resume-style spiel where it's like, well, it all started with Zothram Tathar <laughs> and just and get all the way through to apparently I have a disc that can bring Drakkar back from the Astral Sea and also we have a month to save Karas. Well, sounds like we better get started then. It sounds like we should. Do we know when Drakkar wanted to be brought back from the Astral Sea? Sometime after we arrived in New Arcadia. He was not all that more specific. We didn't have a lot of time. Right. I, I will reach out to him when I can. Um, my spells are not prepared for that today, but I can reach out uh, tomorrow. 
I can tell you what I know of the uh, remaining wizards' uh, domiciles. We we do have, or have had, uh, agents installed within each of them. Good. It should at least that have at least been able to give us some information. Good. Um. Good. So, um, Zelex is probably the hardest one to get information on. Um, however, uh, we we do know that it is um, something you'll have to brace yourself for. The lair is uh, visually disturbing. Texturally disturbing. It's a lot more organic than you would expect. Um, like plants? Like flesh. See, I really didn't want you to say that. I didn't want it to be the case. But apparently, Illithid are very um, fond of their nautiloids. Those are a lot of words Ross would understand it. Zoe does not, but we well, can explain them roll, to Zoe later. Roll, roll an arcana <laughs> to see if uh, oh. Zoe would understand it. If Zoe would understand it. If, Do I have if my Ross would understand it. <laughs> If Ross would understand it. Nineteen. Nineteen. Okay, yeah. So nautiloids are um, dimensional, uh, <laughs> dimensional ships that uh, that Illithid uh, are known to uh, pilot in the astral sea. And they are basically like organic squid ships. So, Ew. like, um, the Mind Flayers, is that what Illithid yes. are? Yes, ah. Ill Illithid are Mind Flayers. Um, cool. Ah! <laughs> okay. Um, Dread Magister um, Vileblight's lair is a, a strange cavern system that, uh, that has, uh, subsections for uh for their apprentices um each each section is uh strangely acclimatized to uh the various dragons um liking um magister emberon dread, dread magister emberon's uh workshop is uh we're not sure what but she's been working on something and there are various access rooms we have been told to whatever that something is looks at sam as it is like was there not information that it was some sort of mechanical phylactery? Something along those lines. But how that would 
work exactly is uncertain. Um, Still. And finally, Sirag's uh, tower is the strangest of all, with with many uh, treacherous arcane traps along the way. Security measures, um, guards. It's, it's uh, it's going to take a lot of caution and maybe some practice to uh, manage that one. Ah, oh, caution and practice are our middle names. And she points specifically at herself and Newman. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> no deception roll. One last thing. Telling the truth. Yes. One last thing. Um, we have received word that there is an emergency meeting occurring between the Dread Magisters, supposedly at Sirag's uh, tower at some point today. We do not know when it is, but we do know that because of it, the, uh, the central part of the city will be on high alert. So, do you want us to hold off until this meeting is over, or do you want us to try and see what's going on? There's an element of risk-reward here. The, the easy option, of course, is to stay here, wait out the meeting. However, it sounds like time is not on our side for a great many reasons. The alternative is using this as an opportunity. Try to make way to one of the Dread Magister's uh, lairs in order to scope it out and potentially set up an ambush for them to return to. While also investigating it relatively unimpeded. That... I could work. Element of surprise has always helped us. Would be useful to hide in the shadows on this one. We, us, our party can discuss it. I'm sure we have a little bit of time until this. we have to make this decision. Yes, um, we don't know how much time we don't know when this meeting is set to occur, but in in the meantime, is there anything that we can um, assist you with? Uh, is there anything that we can uh, try to see uh, within our resources uh, and? furnish you with things to make this uh, easier. Um, 
Ross looks a little overwhelmed. We don't have an incredible uh, amount, but we we do have some potions, spell scrolls, some magic items. Um, Newman and Bertie are normally in charge of our inventory, Ross says in a panic. <laughs> and then I mean, gestures to them. I, I mean, I'll take potions. Uh, I'm always on the lookout for potions. You can never have too many potions. However, I don't want to be taking this away from you guys who may need them as well. How much do you have? We will need to check our stores and see what we can spare on on relatively short notice. Um, we won't likely have them ready for today, but shouldn't take too long past that. And you mentioned magic items? What are we talking here? Not not much of incredible power. Um, unfortunately. Um, I believe that's not what we're going for here at the moment either. Anything to aid us perhaps? Utilities? Tools? We... Maybe even something to aid in stealth. We we have um, some. We do have some boots of, uh, with with uh, magical enchantments to them. Um, they might be. That, designed to uh, hide your tracks, so that um, that. You are, you are harder to track um, and harder, harder to hear in movement. Newman gestures around the room. Does anyone buy it? Uh, okay, no, I don't think that's what we need either. And what about spell scrolls? Do you happen to have anything we could use for stealth in those? couple of um, silences um, a handful of invisibilities uh, not much else beyond that in the way of stealth though those sound amazing actually but again don't want to be taking them away from people who could use them for where they're Anya. Anya sort of steps forward and she's like, this is uh, not my domain of this party. However, um, I agree with Newman. We should, uh, we are quite strong and can generally hold a lot of our own with limited resources that could be used towards others. So I would not ask of us to take any more than what you can spare. Um, perhaps material components of course. for certain spells or 
um, well, human, you would know best what you would need. Do you have any mayonnaise? It's no. been a while. <laughs> I, I meant more... Oh, Anya wrong. looks like really tired and takes uh, just a very slow, deep breath. And she was like, I meant more for your uh, inventions, uh, in inventions and tinkers, Newman. If there's anything that you need to restore your stores. I mean, I'm not sure if this is the right place to find it, but I am at a lack of diamond powder. We we do have some stores of diamond powder, but not a lot. Um, we also have some smaller diamonds that could be crushed with some time, um, but we t we tend to keep them at least in their small form, that their whole forms, uh, so that they're a bit more versatile. But if you know you're going to need them as powder, we can probably spare some. Uh, I will. I'll, I'll happily take them. I will speak to our um, our jewelers. Um, to deal with that. But yeah, so unless anyone else wants to have a say, we'll take some of your potions if you can spare them. We'll take some of those resources if you can spare them. And some of those spell scrolls as well if you can spare them. But again, we can make do. But the more options, I, the better. I mean, while we're taking inventory of things that we need, um, <clears throat> if it's not too much of a bother. Um, I don't know if you've got just a small a stick of butter. I'm sure that can be found. Oh, uh, thank you. Not much, just a, a, a handful, if you will. And Promise is just gonna... Uh, I guess speak, speak into like a ring on their finger. Um, have, have we got a stick of butter in the kitchen? Can, this may sound weird, but can you bring it to me post-haste? <laughs> Thank you. So that I can provide, I guess, without um, determining numbers, at least. Oh, well. Uh, as long as it doesn't put anyone out, that's all. No, um, our front is a tavern. We we have no. I know, so you need it. I, I would hate to. Uh, but we have plenty of stores of it, and we have the perfect excuse to order more. Of course. It's a bit harder to hide potion shipments than it is uh, butter shipments. Ross is boggled by this entire interaction and the fact Caius is asking the most important person in this room for a stick of butter. Yep. <laughs> One paladin to another. <laughs> um, ah, so they're a paladin. Fantastic. So, <laughs> we all know what that means. Uh, so, Ross um, just kind of looks between all of them and is like, 
promise. We as a party will discuss briefly what we intend to do with the emergency meeting today, whether we will lay low or potentially launch an ambush, and if so, upon which magister we shall enact it. We will be with you within half an hour, if that suits. That is uh, perfectly reasonable. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so I need to clarify something did Ross make the party aware that they contain a disc that can spawn back um I'll bring I can't remember Drakkar Drakkar back yeah so Um, is the party aware or because I think you might have mentioned it in that debrief just then yeah this might be me misremembering it but I believe when the Modify Memory was brought back, it was said that either Ross or Sam has some kind of disc that can access Drakkar. Uh, I don't know if Ross said that out loud. Might have been Sam, possibly? Sam might have said it, because Ross immediately left the room. (laughs) But Sam might have been like, XYZ thing! So, you know. Um. Okay, so Newman will go up to Sam and will say, So, I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong here, there might be something else that we're supposed to do with that disc you mentioned. Is that something we should do sooner rather than later? Or just save it for a good time? I don't really get a sense of urgency from the way we're approaching things. I think um, save it for a good time if if Promise is able to reach out to to Drakkar. Was there a a request made with the disc or it's just... only, Only that it be... Only that he be brought back at some point after New Arcadia. After after we reach New Arcadia, um, what I will say is that as soon as he comes back, they're likely going to know that his death was a ruse. What that does for his uh, for our allies in the Bupsa chapters, I do not know. Right. And I never really spent much time with Drakkar. Is he... Is he good in a fight? Is that what we're planning on doing? I've only ever seen him talk. He... People don't talk of him much. Because they think he's dead. (laughs) He is... More a, um, more a liturgist than a fighter. He is uh, faithful of Diamata and has some ability from that, but, um, 
his strength was always in his wisdom. Right. And I take it that Ross is aware of all this as well? Yes. Possibly more than me, having worked more directly with the um, Bapsashad chapter. Right. So, I guess you two will just let us know when that happens. Uh, Or when there's a good time for that. And I guess now that we're thinking about what to do next, and you turn around to the whole party, how about we talk about what we do next? As far as I'm aware, there's a few ways we can go from here. Do we want to stay? Should we stay or should we go? As he gestures to the body. Well, I mean, there's a couple of options we have, I think. We can... um, I'm not sure how uh, uh, mighty and powerful these uh, magisters or whatever you call them are. Um, But, I mean, from what we've seen in the past, we can take one or probably two of them on without too much of an issue, but maybe all of them might not be a great idea. Unless we're feeling particularly excitable. But maybe if we can find one of them, or at least see what the house looks like. So, if one, then who? I'll be honest, that was the extent of my thinking. I mean, you, you and Ross are the, 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 well, you're the spies. You got the stakes here. What do you think? Well, this phylactery that Ember might be working on, possibly, does bring a hint of suspicion. And I feel like that might boon, if it's what I think it's being made for, might create a boon for some of Embram's allies. Perhaps one of the other Magisters, so perhaps that might be the first place to go. It's logical to assume the phylactery, if it's being made in some way, would most likely be used to assist Taven above all others, especially since he is the only lich currently. Not true. Zelix and Vioblight are also liches. The form is a little stranger due to their base forms, but they are, they are warped versions of the ritual not completely uh, standard liches but they are still undead with phylacteries still begs reason that Taven would be the first choice yes so in my mind 
We know the least about Zelix, so there's potential to use this mission as a chance to find out more about them and their disgusting flesh home. Uh, we could use this as an opportunity to try and nip whatever Kira Embram is creating in the bud, as far as mechanical phylacteries. There is also a chance to work our wager with Borax. However, we could potentially leave Vile Blight until second last, therefore allowing us to use Borax as much as possible. And if we approach Vile Blight's lairs, we'd be dealing with dragons in lairs. Mm. So I would personally like to not have that fight anywhere near their lair. Mm. It's between Zelix and Kira. Look, this is... You all have chosen to come with us. Newman and I have a vested interest in this. Yes, we all do. It affects all of us, but... Basically, if you don't want to go into a flesh house, it's best to say it now. It's fine. Ross is trying very hard to, like, make some kind of joke of the situation. I am voting for the flesh house. Really? <laughs> I had to think about it. He is the one that is most likely to turn us against each other. And that just so happens to be one of this party's repeated weaknesses. So I prefer to take them on in in an advantageous, an advantageous way rather than to let them call the shots. I feel they are one of the biggest dangers to the way we fight. Anya, um, she sort of steps forward. She'd been quietly observing um, and listening as every idea was brought forward and as everyone was discussing everything. And she's like, so it's to my understanding that we are choosing whose house to go to while they are at this meeting, yes? Who to gather in Talon, who to ambush, who to take by surprise. Correct. Correct. It would make the most sense to me while we are at our strongest, while we are not worn down by the exhaustion that sets in in a mission like this to take on the least appealing and the most difficult first. So as much as I as much as I personally am not looking forward to the sensory nightmare that is to come 
I also got the flash up. If I may, um, <clears throat> I don't know much about um, flesh houses or anything, um, but having a think, if there's uh, four of them left and three of them have some form of lich thing why do we not just go after the one that doesn't have a redactory yet <laughs> true especially the if they're not at the house and it, it, it would potentially prevent further issues down the line because if Kira also has some way of bypassing Haven's need for his phylactery then that puts what the uh, the convocation are doing back in Dorum into a position where it might be entirely pointless two incredibly valid options Is it, do we take the advantage now while we have it or do we prevent losing an advantage later on flip a coin oh my god I was just about to say flip a coin Newman with his 25 intelligence this vast strategic play, and he says, flip a coin. Um, the gold coins, uh, they have different sides. I may not be the most intelligent person in general, nor is my character the most intelligent character. Um, however, true intelligence is knowing oh, when yeah. the options really do call for just taking a chance. Yeah. So... You can keep your opinions to yourself, double. Oh, I just love, I just love <laughs> that, like, Newman, with probably the ability to calculate different possibilities in his mind with his intelligence that is rivaled only by gods and other higher level extraplanar beings, and he suggests flipping a coin. You want him to be it's like amazing. that all the time? That's no, boring. No, <laughs> I love it because it also it also is playing into his average wisdom. All right, so um, heads equals flesh house, tails equals opportunity. Um, name escapes me right now, so we're just gonna go off that. Heads, flesh house, tails, other. Is everyone happy with that? Yeah. No changes. Seems reasonable. We are going tails. We're avoiding the flesh house. Okay. Okay. Ember and it is. Well, we can 
Tell Promise that and begin getting ready. Now, is there anything you can tell us in regards to the patrols at the moment, the increased security, who to avoid, what to look out for? I have no idea. Promise may know, but this is new to me. This this level of security, I don't know what they might extend things to, um, knowing that half their number have been slain now. And can Newman possibly do a big think to see uh, what he might know of just generally about um, Embrin, which I believe is the Artificer? Yeah. Uh, yep. yep. Roll me a history check. With pleasure. That is a 21. Okay. So... Being from Bubsashad, you you don't know a lot about her, but you have heard um, tales, uh, almost almost um, like campfire horror stories of the the woman who replaced bit by bit her body with magical machine until there was no person left and was eventually just a brain in a mechanical uh, suit essentially um she was um, known to be an incredibly, uh, incredibly bright, incredibly intelligent um, inventor, and yeah, um, any other great works? Most, most of. Most of her focus is in various automatons um, and trying to make automatons that aren't necessarily as uh, one note as simple mechanical automation would uh, would be limited by. And how did these horror stories usually end? Is it like... Don't stay out late at night, otherwise the robot will come and get you and, you know, turn you into a robot or something like that. Or would it be like... Um, bit, bit of everything, depending on who was telling the story. Um, cool. And what kind of horror kind of was their particular favourite. So some people were, were partial to the cautionary tale of, like... If you start, if you start changing yourself, then eventually you won't recognize yourself. Um, some were partial to the more boogeyman-esque, yeah, don't, 
don't uh, go out late at night, otherwise the machines will get you. Um, cool. Yeah, all kinds cool. of stuff. And Newman being in the field would know if he were to come across an automaton, the best thing he can do, especially if he wanted to either damage it or um, mitigate, I'm guessing would be acid mainly. Uh, depends on the automaton. Um, acid, acid's probably not too bad. You actually have a brilliant feature for this. Um, as, as a ninth level Tinker Rogue. Um, so, uh, with your reverse engineering feature. Where, where if you spend, if you spend at least a minute observing or interacting with a device or interacting with a device or non-magical yeah. object outside of combat, you can learn certain information about its capabilities and functions. Yeah. Cool. Is this... Yeah. Uh, so you can expend one Tinker's die to learn two aspects about the device of your choice. The save DC, the disarm DC, the total charges, it's AC, it's current hit points, it's attack roll, and it's uh, damage. And how lenient are you with this? Is it going to be, I need to actually touch these automatons, or can I read about them? Obser observing. Observing is... Cool. Um, cool. So if you spend at least a minute observing or interacting with a device, or interacting cool. with a device or non-magical object. That's all I'm, I'm happy with that. Thank yeah. you very much. Um, so Newman will turn to the party um, and will basically share as much of this information as possible. Um, so everyone, just listen up. Essentially, we are going to be fighting a robot lady. Now, they used to do very scary stories of this one. You didn't want to stay out late at night, otherwise you might have been gotten and turned into a robot yourself. They have usually uh, a few automatons. Now, these aren't just any automatons, robots. These aren't simple-minded. These might be able to do complex things, damage, dodge, talk even. I don't know. I've never heard of a scene of a robot talk too much, so be on the lookout for that. I might be able to assist, but I might have to stand back for a little bit. Um, and if anyone has any means of doing acid damage or um, any way to incapacitate something that is mechanical, non-organic, then that might be the way to go. We've got a little bit of time to prepare, but not really that much. So just do whatever you can, and I guess we'll be leaving very soon as he sits down and starts going through his stuff getting them ready okay. um you probably have a little bit of time before promise comes back to ask you what you have determined so there's any other discussing that you want to do amongst yourselves uh Ross is going to go over to Bertie and she's just gonna kind of sit next to him and just like bop her shoulder against his and just go sorry uh, Bertie's been very quiet throughout this entire thing he's just um, similarly to when they went to the um, 
the Concord, I think, and it was Ross mainly like talking to them back in Dorham. Um, uh, he's been just been kind of less like standing there demurely. Um, he kind of like uh, his ears sort of like flick towards where she is, and he looks down at her and um, then kind of like just shrugs. Yeah, um, I don't know why you're apologizing to me. <laughs> this is your new thing, so uh, yeah. Yeah, but you're here. How hard can it be? <laughs> Still, I know you agreed to come, but this is a lot to do for us. And I'm sorry. It's fine. <laughs> you guys helped me out, so this is what I signed up for, so it's fine. You're a good guy, Birdie. Thank you. Uh, well, <laughs> that's very kind of you. Um, <laughs> mm. No, this will be fine. Be good. Yeah, we'll get the edge on them. Just like with the dragons. So, yeah, that'll be good. Yeah. For the best. <laughs> Do you want a brief distraction before we really get down to business? Did you, did you bring a bottle along? Is that what you're offering me? Well... <laughs> Ross, you shouldn't have! <laughs> Bertie. 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 Mm-hmm. How was dinner? Ah, uh, well, I don't know. Yeah, I didn't catch up with you. Yeah, I was busy. Um, yeah, no. Uh, yeah. Fine. <laughs> Just fine? I mean, it's, you know, it's a private matter between two people, so, you know, that's, uh... <laughs> Sorry. Was that a bit Newman of me? <laughs> oh, no, it's it's fine. Um, yeah, no. Things are good. They're very good, actually. Um... Yeah, uh, no, it's it's good. Just makes everything that's going on right now seem, uh, both very small and very big. Look, good. Um, I'm glad. I know this situation sucks, but I'm glad that it's good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, um, yeah. Uh, sorry, I've been, um, I need to go talk to Kai, sorry. Um, that's fine. I'd... I know you need a distraction and that's why. Um, no, it... <laughs> sorry. I, no. Um, I need to talk to him about something. You do that. It's fine. Yeah. I just wanted to check in. No problem. That's very nice of you. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's fine. Uh, probably need a bit of rest before we head out again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go do what you have to do, Betty. Yeah, no, of course. <laughs> and when today's done, I do have a flask in my bag, so... Oh, fantastic. I'll be looking forward to it. Well, um, it depends. I might be busy. Who knows? <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. Sure, sure. 
I will hold you to it. <laughs> <laughs> and he kind of just like weaves off. Yeah. Ross just watches him go with a soft little smile and then kind of does sigh a bit and like put her head in her hands for a second. And then, um, yeah, waits for promise to come back. But I assume we can have Bertie Caius. Yeah. Before that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever occurs. Okay, buddy, we'll go and find Caius then. What is he doing with his butter? Uh, does Caius have the butter? Um, yeah, at this point, at this point, a, a halfling comes up to you and with like a, a package that's like wrapped up in paper and says, oh, "Perfect." Says you, uh, I was. Told this was for you? Ah, yes. No, thank you very much. Um, you definitely don't need this. No, we've got plenty. Perfect. Uh, yes. No, that will, uh, it will work brilliantly. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> and the heartling returns. Uh, and Caius to... will, uh, put the package of butter into his backpack. <laughs> Okay. Buddy. Hey, yeah. uh, you okay? Oh, what's what's going on? Did you get your butter? Oh, um, yes. No, that was uh, that's all sorted. Um, yes. No, I've got cool. that. They've they've given me uh more than I needed, but that should uh, uh work well. One for the road, I guess. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Well, uh, exactly actually um anyway how are you okay um uh yeah no um uh yeah i just wanted to uh check in i guess um the braid looks nice that anya did uh it looks nice by the way <laughs> oh um yes no anya did a wonderful job yeah yeah i think um, i can't I, I see it every now and then when i turn very quickly but then it, it goes oh i got a mirror if you want to have a look that's all right. I kind of like how it sort of catches the light every now and like then. Like the you tattoo, yeah. Flick your head. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Um, well, I guess, um, just, are you feeling a bit calmer about before with the magic? Um, <clears throat> I'm, I'm feeling okay about it all. I think it's um, Good. nice that we're out of that uh, forest area. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And everything should be back to normal again with magic. I apologize yeah. for sort of losing myself a little bit there. No, it's okay. Um, well, that's what I want to ask you about, actually. Um, is there something I can do, like, when you get afraid or, or remember, I guess, like that? Or, like, do you need space or quiet and stuff? Like, I know I want closeness when that kind of thing happens to me, but I don't know what works for you yet, and I want to help. So I thought I'd ask you. Well, um, I hopefully won't have to deal with that anymore, but, um, I think, although I don't know what will help in that situation, just knowing that you want to help is enough. Good. Well, that's good. I'll, um... I mean, yeah. Shouldn't happen again. I'll make sure it won't. 
and um you know um i know you got kind of crowded in there so uh if you don't want to tell people to move back back off or give you a bit of space or quiet i can do it um because i talk a lot <laughs> and um you know I guess, well, like you said yesterday about the, uh, the thing in the forest, like, this sort of stuff might happen again, and, like, no matter how good things over the year have been, and that's okay. But I still want to help if I can. And I guess have a think about it. Like you said yesterday, like, we've got the rest of forever to work through it now, because we're, you know, us. Like your favorite beast in the garden back home. Always together. Nice. Most of the time, sometimes only one goes and gets the pollen. But um, yeah, I do. I do get a little bit worried. But then the next day, they're they're, they're both together again. So I. Um, yeah, that's okay. Well, it's like when I go to work, you know. Well, that's true. Yes. Um, yeah. There's also the thought I might have been watching a different bee. Yeah. They do look say, awfully similar. They do, um, but you know, it's, it's a nice thing to focus on, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, well, actually, before, before the uh, mission we have to do, which is going to be interesting, I guess, um, uh, I have something for you, actually. Um, oh. Yeah, um, I was going to keep it for your birthday. Um, but, uh, since it's not that far away, but, um, uh, well, honestly, there's other stuff I can plan now that I know how you feel. And, um, well, I mean, like, obviously you don't, like, if you don't like it, you don't need to wear it, but, um, uh, well, back when I was first traveling with Anya and Newman, uh, we fought a dragon, I think it was, it's... We fought a few dragons, it's been ages, um, but we got, like, some gemstones and stuff like that. And I was going to keep it, like, sell it and stuff, but I kind of never did, and... Well, you've gotten me a lot of things over the years that I love, and... Especially these, and he points to the earrings. Um... So I thought I'd give it to you now, because uh, you were kind of weaked out, and you know it might be useful. Um... So... I hope you like this. Um, maybe it can be just, like something to hold as like a distraction sometimes, you know, if it gets too much sometimes. And and it's got some magic that'll keep you safe no matter what. So uh doesn't quite match the ring I got you last year for your birthday, but I hope you like it. Um, and Betty like reaches into, uh, he's got like in little, uh, the powder blue bag that he has on his hip that Kaius actually gave him about a year ago. Um, and he, um, pulls out, like, a little box and holds it out for Caius. um, I mean, you, you don't have to get me anything. Um. Yeah, well, I, I already did, so, like, it's basically just a little early present. I'll get you something else. Oh, um, oh, okay. Do I open it now? Yeah, if you wanna. Okay, um, and Kaius I don't know will... if you like it again, so, um, but I hope you do. Kaius will open the box. Cool. Um, so in the box, 
is like uh so it's a necklace basically so it's kind of like the same silver white silver tone as the earrings birdie has um but it has like an extremely striking pale blue sort of oval cut pendant that because Caius has grown up pretty rich he probably recognized that kind of shine is like it's a blue diamond basically um but yes there's like yeah, um, it's necklace, and it does some stuff as well. Um, keep you safe. Uh, so, yeah. I don't know, I just thought, I, I saw I thought of you, and I was like, this will be a nice present <laughs> for your birthday, um, you know, um, but hopefully it'll be a nice present anyway. Bertie, this is... It's beautiful. Thank you. Good. No problem. It's okay. Good. I'm glad you like it. If you don't like it again, you don't have to use it. Um, but yeah, uh, I thought I'd give it to you now, I guess. Just because, you know, we don't know what's going to happen and it might get dangerous. Um, but yeah. I, I love it. Good. Um, and he will uh, slowly put it on. Okay. Excellent. Cool, cool, cool. Fantastic. Um, I I will let you know uh, the properties of that later. It does not require attunement. Um, uh, but the one, the one, the one property I'll let you know, just just because it's a little small one that uh, is 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 nice and thematic to what Birdie's saying that it'll protect you is uh, simply a plus one bonus to death saving throws. So if you go down, you have a plus one bonus to that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, excellent! Well, it does look very nice on you, so that's good. Excellent. Cool. Thank you again. Um, and thank you for checking in on me. It's okay. I always want to. Caius is going to sort of walk up and give Bertie a little bit of a hug. Aww. Excellent. Bertie will hug him back. But it was like an awkward walk up, like a... Eh. <laughs> Incredible. Um, he's like, cool, cool, excellent. Hmm, this will be good. How are you feeling about the everything going on? Well, um, <clears throat> I mean, at the end of the day, I think I, despite everything that we've been through in the forest and uh, them. Well, immediately after coming to this place, we were ambushed and everything sort yep. of hasn't gone well since we agreed to come here. Um, I think overall, I wouldn't be anywhere else. We're helping our friends. Yeah, we are. It'll it'll be good. Hopefully it'll be fine. They'll, hopefully they'll keep themselves safe. That's why we're here. That's it. So... It'll be fine. Yeah, you're right. Cool. 
Well, excellent. I'm, uh, yeah. I'm glad you like the necklace. <laughs> and, uh, it'll be good. Cool. Just double-checking, you don't... I guess we haven't even discussed that. Well, you know, apart from the... Uh, being together thing. We didn't really clarify before. Am I out... Am I allowed to tell other people? Oh, um... I suppose we probably should. Um, because there's, there wouldn't really be any way that they would know otherwise. Um, no, we're very sneaky, absolutely. Indeed. Uh, yeah. I, mm, I think the dinner that we had, everyone was sort of outside. Uh, so. Yeah, they were. Yeah. No, and then even when Newman came in, uh, I think we played it off quite well. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, no, that's it. Precisely. No, um, but yeah, like we don't need to tell. I just wanted to know. <laughs> I no, I, I think we can. Cool, cool, cool. Okay, that's fine. Good. Um, yeah. Good. I really am. I am looking forward. It gets kind of like a bit choked up. I am looking forward to our after. So, um, this should be good. This, the necklace will keep you safe. And you'll keep me safe. And we'll keep everyone else safe. So it will be good. That's what we're here uh, for. Yeah. Cool. And he kind of like, um, uh, sags in a bit and looks like, um, scrubs at his eyes a bit. Like, cool, cool, cool. Okay. Cool. This will be fine. I can't wait for the others to get ready. Yes. So, um, yeah, it's not too long uh, now before uh, Promise comes out and says, have you reached a decision? Uh... Ross kind of looks around the group to see if anyone in the like 20 minutes we've been sitting here has visibly gone like, no, no wanna do. But uh, seeing that none of us have, she's going to stand up once again, kind of like a soft, uh, like professional stance, I don't know. And is just gonna say, we have decided that we will ambush Kira Embrims. Embrims. Right. Uh, Sam oh. should be able to lead you to the location of, of her uh, portal. Mm -hmm. Be careful out there. Um, the, the guard are at levels that we've never seen before. Uh, Arcanists. Uh, martialists um, uh, and even uh, Kira has some constructs in the mix as well. We have our work cut out for us. Indeed. But that's where we thrive. So... That's what we shall do. 
do you want us to prepare and head now, lie in wait to see if she leaves, or would you like, or should we wait until we get some sort of information about whether or not the emergency meeting has started at Taven's? I think best to strike while the iron is hot. All right, we shall gather what we need and we shall leave to lie in wait at Kira's. Okay. So, yeah. Sam, tell us where we're going. Yeah. Okay. Give us the rundown. Yeah. Um, so, um, within the center of the city, there are the eight uh, portals. Um, they each lead to one of the Dread Magister's uh, homes, their lairs. Um, there's a separate uh, hidden portal um, a bit further out that they will likely be going to in order to have their meeting just so that none of them are on greater ground than the others um and they don't it's not that they don't trust each other but they don't necessarily trust each other's protégés if that makes sense so, they have a sort of uh, shared ground for meetings. So, our job will be to get to the uh, to the center of the city without being spotted, if at all possible. Well. As we have proven time and time again, we certainly are great at blending into the shadows, so... We at least made it this far. What's Anya... Anya sort of, um... She opens her mouth and then closes it again as if she's going to stop herself from saying something. And then, um sort of shakes herself a little bit and she's like I um I'm sorry to bring this up to bring anything up that may cause any forms of contention but Sam given I'm going to be very honest with you. My trust for you is about as thick as the surface tension on top of water, which is to say, not very thick, but flexible. I'm taking it on that flexibility that what you are telling us is true. In which case, we still don't know if they know about you. And if they know about you, if their work is, well, worth anything that they say it is, would they not have changed 
the pot or change some of the plans and directives to be different from the information they know that you would know. Plans and directives, yes. Uh, the portal locations, no. They are as... To what of the portal destinations? Those can be changed, correct? Why would they leave them not, the same knowing not, that they could be compromised? Not on such short notice. That kind of magic takes months to shift. Consider... I'm sorry, it was a question that I'm sure you understand, I have yes, to ask. Yes, and it, it was a thought that hadn't even occurred to me. But um, even the simplest of that such magic, uh, a teleportation circle, takes a year to cement into place. This is um, more complex. <laughs> Alright, and how are we going to approach this? Rooftop, magic, back alleys, blending in. Surely yeah. they would never expect us to just walk in the front door. Fair. So, blend in it is then. There is something to be said for hiding in plain sight. I can use a more drastic um, seeming on us to make us not even resemble ourselves. It won't quite hold up to inspection, but if they're that close and they're suspecting us enough to properly inspect the disguise, then things are already shaky as it is. That could work. So we change how we look. We walk through the city as if we have always lived here and always been here. If it seems as if anyone is looking too close, we make them look in the other direction. Course. Many of us are good at causing distractions, if that comes to it. Sounds like a plan. We get to the portal. We assess whether or not Kira is home. If she is, we wait. If she is not, it's our time to shine. Have we benefited from a long rest since we teleported? Since you teleported? No, but you wouldn't have done anything. Like, this was... You teleported pretty much first thing in the morning. Yeah, I cast a um, enhanced ability in the morning Uh, on Caius. Yeah, Yeah. so you wouldn't have that spell slot back. That's all good, that's all good. Okay. Throughout the most of this conversation, um, <clears throat> Caius has looked mildly confused and then 
slightly proud that people are taking his idea. But there's also still very much a level of confusion. Is Fred Fred Worth's Fred 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 is Fred coming with us? Teddy. Teddy. Why was I thinking Fredsworthy? That was that was <laughs> was uh, my Fred horse back was in the door. horse. Uh uh-huh. yep. is Teddy coming with us? Um <clears throat> well I assume he probably can't fit. Could he? Um if we're going in some form of uh, portal that leads to a house, we could always have him waiting outside, but that could be mildly problematic. It's up to you, guys. I saw them fit down a trapdoor, so... Uh... <laughs> That's true. We did have to push. Um... <laughs> Was that Teddy? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I was so kind of, very faint. <laughs> I kind of scratched the underside of um, Theodore. Um, well, I mean, how good are you at pretending to be a donkey? Because he's, he's currently looking like a donkey, isn't he? Yeah. Theodore, yeah. you look a little bit more like you don't want to be here. What what is a Pegasus's charisma for a performance check? Surely he's just very good at it. <laughs> um I mean, the DC isn't going to be that hard for a Pegasus to pretend to be a donkey. Um, 12. So it's, it seems to be a reasonable performance. It's 12 worthy. Um, how many donkeys did we see around on our venture from where we teleported in the Dragon's Lair to the tavern? Uh, roll me a perception check. Like, a retroactive perception check. <coughs> sure. Dirty 20. Dirty 20. Uh, There was the occasional donkey. Looks good to me. The occasional mule. We did see a few of them on the way. I think this is a good decision. But what about when we get near the portals? We can just loosely tie him up. So that if we need anything... It won't really be beneficial inside the house. But then if we need anything when we come out, um, he'll be able to get away. Would Newman happen to know, possibly, because like, as a kid, he would just look at workshops, um, specifically the one where he got the suit of armor from. Would he happen to have heard how large this workshop would have been? You wouldn't have, but you would be aware that, like... Uh... An invent like uh, a tinkerer uh, or artificer of that kind of 
power and station and wealth would probably have barely like like spacious corridors and rooms in order to actually have space to move any larger inventions um these automatons are likely quite large as well Caius and I would assume that the space they're being held in the entire workshop would be quite large spacious lots of mo room to move around so again you, you and Teddy could probably talk it out but I feel like both are possible options Interesting. Um, well, as a group, what would we prefer? There is definitely um, uh, pros and not pros to bringing uh, Theodore along. Ross, this entire time, has just looked antsy. And she just gets this weird little look on her face, and she just goes... Caius, Teddy's yours. Do whatever makes you most comfortable, but we need to get moving. Anya, um, who had not been showing any form of emotion, any form of anything, um, had kind of just been standing there, staying as still and as quiet as possible, um, just stands up and walks out. <laughs> Aren't you... Looks like we're going. <clears throat> Ross follows. Um, Caius, um, I don't know how you fight with Teddy. It's completely up with up with up to you. We should follow the rest of them. They're intent on going. Theodore, stay here. It'll be safer for you. Thank you, guys. Um, and then, yeah, Newman follows. Yeah. All right. Once um, Anya is out the front, before she sort of hears ross approach because she like goes outside of the tavern um she she casts a couple of cantrips um just to sort of get some of the energy out um before sort of stealing herself again um, for when Ross comes out. Um, yeah, Ross, like, comes up very quickly. We have to stop meeting like this. <laughs> I... 
know that wasn't the wisest thing to do. Um, I either had to leave or I would be unkind and I don't want that. It's not fair. I'm not I'm starting to feel anxious again about what we have to do. And that's not anyone else's fault, nor problem, nor something for me to take out on. In the kindest way possible, Anya. And I know that you know when I say this, I mean this with kindness. Welcome to the club. This is terrifying. We're all terrified. It's your home. It's Newman's home. It's not... I'm sorry, I shouldn't... And it's war. We lose our home at the end of the day, we lose our home, but that means Dorum falls, it means Erethold falls. But Anya, I need you to know something, right? And maybe this won't help, but I just need you to know this as a promise of sorts. No matter what happens, be it today, or tomorrow, or any time between now and when our time is up and the war starts. I will do what I can to protect you and everyone else in this group. Because if Erethold falls, if Karas falls, I will weep because I have failed those people. But if any one of you gets hurt along the way, then I am already dead. I will protect you with my life, Anya. A frown goes across Anya's face, but she doesn't say anything yet. We, um, we have a lot to do. But we do. When, if we find rest tonight, can we have a chat, you and I? As well. Always, Anya. I'll always make time for you. Sorry for the um, drop. Thank you. It's... Honestly, I've been on the verge of saying something unkind since we arrived. Not even to anyone in particular, just as a concept. I feel like it's as if this mission has made me desperate. 
and I don't know what to do with that. But that, as you said, is no one else's problem but my own. All we can do is protect each other and prevent the worst from happening. Um, now... I, I'm going to um, ask mm-hmm. uh, if this is okay with you, Tavi, yeah. um, for Zoe to roll an insight, because I want to see if Ross picks up on something. Yeah. I mean, I'll roll regardless. A 15. Um, Something passes over Anya's face um, again, but it only is for a flash. um, And you feel like it would be on the tip of your sort of mind to recognize what it is. Um, And anyone else looking would see it as recognition. Okay. Ross. But she just nods and like, we should get moving. Yeah. Ross is like eyebrows furrow. And then Anya says that and she kind of nods and I assume that's probably when everyone else or at least Newman comes out uh, and she just kind of straightens up. Anya, um, she does tap um, Ross's wrist and just with message um, just says, tonight, bye-bye. Tonight, Anya. That's what we do. So eventually you'll gather outside of the, uh, the tavern and Sam prepares the sending and, uh, not sending, uh, the seeming. Um, and he, he will, he will allow anyone who wants to give requests for their appearance, uh, to do that. Um, and yeah, uh, as he casts it, um, Finishes casting this spell, he says. Right. We ready? As always. All right. As a record, Newman is shorter as well. (laughs) Specifically requested to be normal height. (laughs) Okay. And we will pick up with that the top of next episode. See you next week. Thank you for listening. Goodbye.
Uh, can anyone hear anything out of my microphone in the background? Like any passive sound whatsoever? No. Okay. No. Audacity is picking up something, but... There's a very slight high-pitched noise coming from someone, which might be yours, um, okay. but it's I'll, very, very slight. I'll talk really staggered like so. Oh, I'll tell you why. It's recording from the wrong um, uh, camera for my audacity. Hey, Darby. Yeah? Can we do my time code again? Yeah. Thank you. I will change it to the proper microphone.